we go again, feeling ready to begin. Listen up, push play, and plug your headphones in. Another draft has come to pass. Now build your deck, ascend the ranks, let Jeff and Sean pitch in. Yeah, just let us pitch in. Help you out. That's why we're here. Yeah, yeah, shout. Let me hear you shout. Hey. It is, uh, let's see, it's Saturday afternoon. Welcome, thank you, hello, welcome to Magic Arena Drafting Club. Uh, it's a one drop, it's just me. Today's been an interesting day. Have you ever had the pleasure of um, being the person on a sports team that like fails, like loses the game? It's the worst, right? If it's happened to you, it's actually happened to me a bunch uh, because I'm one of those people who are like, I'm big, but I'm not very athletic. So I always get picked for sports and then people are like, oh, you're not actually coordinated. Okay. <laughs> so I've had plenty of experiences in my life where I've um, lost the game for a team and I absolutely hate that feeling. Well, that kind of happened to me a little bit today. Um, Sean and I recorded with Arjuna from Arena Craft. And uh, I was in charge of recording, and uh, I believe because I set the Zoom meeting to be an hour and a half, what happened is it stopped recording after an hour and a half, even though I didn't hit the stop recording button. So I suppose that makes sense. So luckily, we only actually recorded for about an hour and 40 minutes, so I only lost like the last 10 minutes. The problem is it was maybe the best 10 minutes, because we said some really nice things to Arjuna, because we're very appreciative of him. And um, then he got a chance to, um, you know, s say where to find him and all that stuff. And all that stuff is super important. And uh, it just, it ended really well. It ended on a very positive note. <clears throat> and then afterwards, I go to publish it. And oh boy, I'm missing possibly the best part. And it ends super abruptly. So I have not published that episode yet. I'm going to publish this one first. I'm actually currently waiting for Arjuna to respond on Twitter. I um, See, the, fa the thing is, we knew that right after our podcast, he was going to record his own. So he's busy right now, but uh, did shoot something out to him because I think he did record it as well. So you know, I'm I'm hoping, hoping he recorded it. Um, hoping we can put out the full episode and not have to lose the ending. But that is a pretty bummer feeling when you're the one in charge of that. But it's also you know I think I've hit the age where I've learned how to roll with the punches with stuff like that, especially you know pivoting careers and becoming an artist. I had to learn how to deal with failing a lot um in order to persevere through all of it and so this is fine you know I, I didn't really let it get to me it really sucked when I realized it I'm like oh no this is what I did that was like a really dreadful feeling but I've you know gotten over it hopefully he has the file I really hope so um but if he doesn't we'll still get that out to you in the meantime I just wanted to uh tell you about the last couple decks I played um as well as uh, give an update on the website. Let's start with a deck. Um, let's start, well, you know what? Let's start with untap.gg because I'm still having problems. Um, this thing has recorded a lot of my decks. I have been able to go out there and look at it. Um, by the way, I'm Little Face on online, on Arena. If you ever play against Little Face, that's me. My son is Littler Face. Sean is Farquan. Um, I'm Little Face because that's my cat's name. I have two um, brother cats, and one day this like uh, 
one of uh, Eric's friends, uh, a little girl, came over and went up to one of the cats and said, this one has a little face. So we just started calling that one little face all the time because it really does have like this little triangle face, not this round cat face. Um, and yeah, so the day I created my account, you know, you sit down there and you create an account name, usually you type one thing in, they're like, it's taken. And so I think, I don't know what I typed in, but I ended up with little face. So that's me. And uh, the problem I'm having with untap.gg is I launched it on my computer, so I know it's running. I open the game uh, and I can see the icons in the upper left, but no, my deck's not showing up. And then when I, you know, I'm done, I log out, my deck doesn't show up in untap.gg. So if anybody knows what I might be doing wrong, just hit me up on Twitter. I'd really appreciate it. Anyway, I didn't take a picture of my first deck, and it was quite an embarrassing one, but I have made a commitment to myself that I'm not only going to talk about the decks I do well in, because the ones I fail at, as embarrassing as it is for me to talk about, it probably might be even more helpful for you than me just bragging about some sweet deck I had. So I didn't take a picture of it, but I know what I did wrong. What I did is I was in a black-white sacrifice deck. Like, I had a lot of the good sacrifice outlets, like, um, I had the garrison cats, I had the, uh, you know, I had the bushmeat poachers, I, I had the thing, the sorcery where you kill their thing and you kill one of your things. I had the, um, coil bugs. I had all that. I had the package, right? I had the sack package. I might have even had the, uh, one of the bastions. But then the problem was the other half of the deck, it's like I was trying to do the aggressive menace red-black thing because I had like several of the 3-3 three, three ones that come into play and you can either give them death touch or menace. And then I also picked up the ones, the dudes that make it so your guys can't be blocked uh, by two creatures if they have menace. And then I also just picked up some other aggressive cards and um, just the same thing happened to me every game. Uh, I played that one out, and by the way, that one I went 0-2 uh, drop. You know, I didn't want to play my third game because I couldn't get any gems. Um, every time, I just I knew exactly what was wrong. It's just like the deck literally didn't know what to do. It's like half my cards wanted me to get aggressive and uh, and get through, and the other half just wanted me to set up defense and go long game, and so I had this conflict of what I was trying to do, and it didn't work, so... I wish I could tell you more of the exact cards that didn't work together, but I, I think that's just a reminder that, you know, even if you're mixing two archetypes in this format, which sometimes you have to do, you have to keep in mind of at least mixing ones that have some synergy together. And the black sack outlet deck, the black white sack deck is not very aggressive. And so combining that with an aggressive strategy, your cards just don't synergize well. Um, so then the second deck I drafted went 2-1. I actually talked about it on a bit with the podcast today with Arjuna. You'll, you'll notice when I do post that episode, I mention um, just blanking and completely punting a game and not playing an Essence Scatter, even though I left up the mana for it. Uh, that was actually this deck. Um, I lost my very first game because of that, but then I ended up winning that match. Then I lost my next, next match, then I won the third match. So this deck I'm going to go over here is 2-1, and I consider it very much like an archetypical blue-red spells deck, so I'm happy to be able to talk to you about it today because it's um, you, it's definitely one of the ways this deck can pan out for a lot of people. Um, but before I get to that really quick, uh, I've gotten some feedback that we should start a Discord. Um, so... We've used Discord a little bit, and it might just be because, uh, you know, we're old and just not as savvy. I don't know. But I don't love Discord. Um, it makes me feel dumb uh, when 
when I was in it trying to communicate with some people for something that was fairly time sensitive, I felt like I didn't know where I was going and I was panicking and I didn't like know which window to go to to directly chat with somebody. And I just really got that, um, the bad feels. And anytime I use a product and it gives me the bad feels, like I'm dumb, uh, I tend not to recommend pulling other people into it because you know, I just don't want to make other people feel that way. It's kind of my like the way I would describe Moto. Moto is really good for some people, but I would never recommend it to anybody who's never used it because the first time I used it, it, it was a really bad, feel bad for me. Not not just the first time either, several times before I finally did get used to it. So anyway, long story short, um, I don't think we're going to do a Discord. Plus, I like trying new things. So what we've done, or it, set up a tab on our website, magicarenadraftingclub.com. Uh, called recipes because I have noticed that we've mentioned recipes several times um, on this podcast and it's also just a universal thing everybody eats you know it's one of the reasons Weird Al made a career and so I added a recipes tab anybody can go there and add a recipe and you know you can be creative too it doesn't have to be food it can be the way to make something so yeah uh, that's a way for our community to interact with each other um, and I hope you like it I hope you use it So there's that, and then finally, the last deck I want to talk about is the Archetypical Blue-Red Spells. Um, Sean and I have been talking about this a lot lately. We end up in it a lot. It just seems open right now. Uh, This one went two and one. So here we go. I have three of the uh, favorite pet. What's it called? Like uh, Dorat? Dorat the Perfect Pet? I don't even remember what the um, Sprite Dragon? Is that the regular name of it? I have three of them, so that's pretty good, right? So hopefully I'm slamming that thing down and just revolving the rest of my game around it and hoping it lives, right? Um, that's not the only way I win the game, but that's a that's a big strategy, right? Consequently, it didn't turn out that I won very many games that way, and I'll kind of get to why. Next, I have a keep safe. I ended up pulling this. I think this is great in best of three, but what you do is you bring it in. There's just so much removal and interaction in this set that isn't a spell. So much of it that's attached to a creature or an enchantment or something usually a creature, um, where there's so many times where I can't protect my creature using this spell, and I feel like that's what it should do, right? This keep safe should be able to protect my creature, but like it seems like half the ways in this set for my opponents to interact with me, this is just blank in my hand. It doesn't work because it's not a spell. So I cut this, but I do think you bring it in when you're playing against somebody who has a lot of uh, you know direct target removal. Next, I have three Forbidden Friendships. Uh, so, you know, we're already looking at a lot of spells here to pump up the, uh, the Sprite Dragon. Okay, here at the three drop, I have one Spell Eater Wolverine. That's just kind of a staple in these spell decks. It's also a card that can draw you in. I also have two of the Jubilant Skybonders. So I haven't played with this card a bunch. I've always thought it looks pretty good and it plays out pretty good, but I've never quite been in the right deck because I don't end up in blue-white flyers a lot. And it seems like that's where it wants to be. Well, it turns out it wants to be in this deck, too. Um, it really helps protect your pets. Um, kind of better than the Keep Safe spell does, honestly. Because uh, it does the same thing. It protects against direct target spells, but you don't have to waste a whole card on it that might go dead in your hand. Um, plus, I do believe that these stack. I had two in play. Now, I wasn't my opponent, so I wasn't able to uh, try to cast something on it and see if it costs four extra. But the way it read on the card, it looks like if you do have two of these in play, that your opponent does have to pay four extra. So, uh, looking forward for a sec, I have two gusts of wind as well. So, 
that makes these all these flying creatures that I've already mentioned pretty important. You know, I have three at the two drop and two at the three drop. And then I have um, two copies of, of One Mind. So this is something, you know, Sean won't stop talking about is Forbidden Friendship on two, of One Mind on three, and then you still have two mana to play with. I like the curve a lot as well, and I think of One Mind is a big part of this Blue-Red Spells deck. Um, plus you'll notice, you know, that all my flyers are a mix of humans and non-humans, so that works too. Uh, then I have an Anticipate. I've, you know, organized these things not necessarily by the drop order, but kind of by curve or type. So I have an Anticipate, just works with the spells theme. One of the weaker cards in the in the deck, though, you know, if, if I would rather, I would like to replace that with maybe another Of One Mind if I could, or another Gust of Wind if I could, but, you know, I got it in here. Um, two Essence Scatters. I love this card. This card gets me into blue. I think it's my favorite blue common. Um... I believe it is the first blue card I took that got me into blue for this draft, if I remember correctly. I like Essence Scatter a lot. Next, one Fire Prophecy, also an absolutely wonderful spell, especially in this deck. Two Gust of Winds, one Dreamtail Heron. I find it interesting that, you know, there's one mutate creature in this deck. It's not a mutate deck, but, you know, having this one mutate creature in here is still good because I have one Spellcaster Wolverine and I have three forbidden friendships and those all curve well into a dreamtail heron plus it's just another flying creature to trigger my gust of wind you know and it also has synergy with the uh jubilant skybonders then finally we rounded off with just some cycling cards that you can cast as spells as well got three startling developments which can work really well with a sprite dragon to finish your opponent off because they become a four four with all their counters on top of it um a raking clause which can also finish off your opponent with a um, perfect pet. I actually did do that. That's something that wasn't theoretical for me. I, I think I got my perfect pet up to a 4-4, did a raking clause. They became a 5-5, then with double strike, hit them for 10. And then finally, two Frostveil ambushes. I didn't cast these quite as often because they're just so expensive. But, you know, these, these cards are kind of just free in here. They're cycling one. Plus, you're doing us all a favor by cutting the <laughs> cycling deck's legs out from under it by taking away their cycling one cards, right? Like in this in this particular draft, I didn't end up in the cycling deck, but I took five cycling one cards away from the cycling deck, right? And they worked really well in this deck too. So you know that's how we all keep that deck in check. Um, finally, it's fifteen lands. Uh, that's why these, uh, you know, first of all, my curve is low, and I have uh, six good cycling cards. Five of them being cycling one, one being a cycling two card, and just a lot of card draw. Now, that was actually my problem, though, to get to why this deck didn't win more, why it didn't go 3-0. It's because I had mana problems. In particular, I was just a bonehead in my um, first two matches, actually. Uh, in my first match, I got too much red mana because I made my mana base seven islands, seven mountains, and one, I have one of the uh, Swiftwater Cliffs. Well, it, I know you're not looking at the deck like I am, but basically the deck is like... 66% blue, maybe even 70. It's just the big thing is, is the Sprite Dragon. On turn two, you need a red and a blue. So I remember building this deck thinking, well, I'm going to split it evenly because I really want Sprite Dragon on two. The problem is I just had way too many games where I drew red mana and couldn't cast all my blue spells because I only had eight blue sources in the deck. So even though I had cycling, I would just stumble, and uh, that really screwed me up. So it was one of those things where it almost lost me my match in game one. Uh, especially because I just made a punt and didn't play a, an Essence Scatter at one point. 
I believe it did lose me my match to this bad uh, mana because I didn't correct it. I forgot to. You know, I just queued up another one and forgot to fix my mana like I told myself to. Then I finally fixed my mana on game three, and it, it did help me. Um, I remember one game even, I just, you know, I had too much blue, but at least I was able to cast an un of one mind on turn three, which doesn't sound great, but still it, it just drew me out and was able to finally get my deck going, and I, I was able to win. So yeah, that's all I got for today. Um, you know, I keep check checking Twitter here, hoping hoping that uh, Arjuna did record the episode. I'll record, I'll release that one soon. But in the meantime, uh, thank you everybody for joining, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs>